0: and welcome to another episode of No Country for Middle-Aged Men. I am your raspy, once again, vocally challenged co-host, Mark Pearson, and this is my stature challenge co-host, Adam Radliff. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah so I, I, we haven't done this in a while. He comes in here. I thought, like, when you started saying that, I was like, man, this guy bringing no passion to this intro. I was like, oh wait, his voice is
0: fucked. Yeah, I got food poisoning on Friday, and I spent all day Saturday vomiting. That's
1: a bummer. What'd you eat? Fried chicken. Well, the... From where?
0: From a food truck. It's the literally the first time I've ever gotten sick from a food truck, and I've been to hundreds of food trucks my whole yep. life. People, Could you like,
1: taste the difference? You think?
0: No, I couldn't taste the difference. Uh, there was it tasted the fun. I've been to the place probably five or six times before. Really, really good food. Tasted great, and both me and my girlfriend got ill. It was just she had like discomfort, and I was heaving and diarrhea. But it was mostly just like I couldn't. I just kept vomiting and vomiting, like whatever it was, just like tore my stomach apart. So then the last couple of days, it just been like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, speaking of vomiting and vomiting, Joe Esquivel. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh,
0: <laughs> it was Joe Navarro now.
2: No,
1: I, I'm sorry. Oh, God oh, damn it. Oh, Delete oh. it. Delete. Delete. <laughs> so we can get rid of that whole. Undo. Uh, control Z. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can get rid of that whole uh, vomiting bit. So. I've known you for a couple of years, now, probably about 5 6 years now. About 5. About
2: 5 years. Yeah, man. 4 or five 4, five years. four or 5
1: years. Seems like forever. Um we but,
2: started around the same time. I think you were, you definitely started before me. I started before you, but you, I remember you were popped up. Yeah. Not too long ago. Not from Yeah, stage. exactly.
1: Yeah. So you you I've known you by this one name the entire time I've I've been doing comedy. Then you go Hollywood on us and come up with a new stage <laughs> name. What? Expecting me to remember that shit. When you hit a new level. Oh, you to, okay.
2: You have to make some changes in life, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And a name change is something that is very important to some people.
1: Let's be honest, Mark. Are you convinced or do you think he's hiding from warrants, maybe an ex girlfriend? Well,
0: considering he told us on just 10, 15 minutes ago that he grew up in the alley across the street, yeah. I think <laughs> it has something to do with a criminal past. Exactly,
1: yeah. Who are you hiding from, Joe? What's your, what, do you, wait, what did some, you do? You Something to do
0: with like a shady food truck. I think he said. It, yeah.
1: Oh, you did hear that part.
0: I was like, how do you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I forgot you are in the back seat.
0: <laughs> like a shitty
2: detective is like, that's the case right there. Like, I was so excited. I was like, oh my
1: God. We got him. Cl-
0: we have Inspector Clouseau right yeah, here. You're clairvoyant. I was like, right, can I use your
1: skills when you're not busy? <laughs>
2: Oh, man, Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: No, yeah,
2: I I did grow up in the Southwest. Yeah, Uh we were talking about that earlier. And, like, it's... The reason why I changed it is for for work. That's that's the only reason. Do you work
1: for the FBI or, like, uh, do you work for any company? If I tell
2: you, I'd have to kill you.
1: All right, fair enough. So I actually... Because you changed your name, it kind of brought it to my mind because I knew you, you changed it for work. I was just busting your chops. But I was like, man... If I had been thinking about this move like in the beginning, I certainly would have changed my name because every time I have a manager or a boss or a coworker, like "Oh, you you do comedy? When can you see your stuff?" If any of them searched my name, they could find me e- easily. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that I say not unoffensive things.
2: So uh, I was talking to a comic uh, the other night, and this is a comic who doesn't use his real name, and when he first started, he did not Dan Hornstein. Mm, yes, exactly. <laughs> I think that was a stage name. Oh yeah, Dan Hornstein. That's a fake Hor- name already. It's Hornsteinberg. <laughs> it's even more Jewish sounding. No, but he was talking about like
1: how- Mo- Moisha Hornstein. <laughs> Dan,
2: come on now. <laughs> well, he was talking about how like uh he changed it because he he knew that he was going to get in comedy and when I told him that I changed it afterwards, he was like, "Did you not believe in yourself?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, mean, just, I guess if you don't have, like if you don't have anything that could come back and haunt you, like I, I'm really not that worried that a boss or whoever goes and finds anything. I mean,
0: I, mean, I don't think anything, sure. I say
1: anything that offensive to where I could get in trouble for. I'm it. just
0: lucky because yeah. my boss doesn't know how to use the internet. Yeah. Oh, that's good.
1: <laughs> You're probably robbing this guy blind. <laughs> he's looking he has up, no he idea up, what like salary rates are these days. He's looking up
2: porn on his laptop at <laughs> <Yeah. to> work.
1: <laughs> Old man River over here is going to be, he's got Russian assets all over his computer. It's,
2: it's, it's he, clicks on, he
1: clicks on every, every link. He's like, well, it's for me, right? So I got to ch- check this mail. New deals. What the heck? He knows, like, three African princes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Joe, you've been doing this a little bit longer than me. What? Comedy.
2: I will tell you are talking about living. I'm like, you're older than me. Yes, yeah, so I'm much older than you. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 29. Okay, not much older. Now, we're about the same age.
1: Sure. Uh, we're inter- uh, plus, minus 10 years, something <laughs> like that. Um so what's been the highlight of your comedy career so far?
2: This podcast. No. Oh, <laughs> no no man. That's- and
1: you changed your name be- for what? <laughs> Are
2: you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> what if it was, though? What if this podcast yeah. was the highlight? It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I finally got on.
1: I yeah, I'd say you on. made it.
2: Yeah. Uh, Not yeah. but like Honestly, when I first started comedy... I didn't even know what was going to happen. I just mm-hmm. got... Look, the only reason I got into comedy is because I saw people that were like me, and I had an ability to go on stage and tell jokes.
1: And by like you, you mean... Introverted.
2: Hispanic. Yes, Hispanic, obviously. Okay. There weren't that, no, there weren't that many Hispanics. It was just me, Enrique, uh, Mike Luna, and...
1: Uh, R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> he's still r.i.p to his comedy career <laughs> well he's still alive as far as i know of, but
2: so. yeah exactly <laughs> i'm just kidding i love you mike but uh he's not gonna listen to this <laughs> what if he does though that's possible yeah i mean i've, I've been seeing friendly a
1: guy time. he looks like a uh GameStop clerk
2: no he Stephen a, Lemus. yeah he look, looked exactly like i think he had a joke about it right yeah he did yeah yeah, yeah. i uh it was crazy, too, because, like, I saw so many people come and go, but, like, with Mike and Steven, I was just like, why did they quit? Mm-hmm. And I stayed. Because, uh, to be quite honest, they were way better than me. <laughs> they they were way They more. lived too far away. Was was that the problem?
1: I know that—I want to say it was—I mean, I don't know if it was Luna. I think it was Luna. Lives in Conroe or some shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't know how Jesse... Oh, all right, we're dropping like all local yeah. comedy but... <laughs> You
2: You are. Yeah. Not... <laughs> you're Just calling names out.
1: So you started comedy in Houston. Yeah, well, started so... comedy
2: in Houston. Uh, Rudds was the first ever open mic that I was at. Uh-huh. And it's a crazy story because like I found it online. I went to go check it out a couple times. I thought it would be cool, so I signed up. And the first time I signed up, I was last on the list. And this was like... Uh, Let's see, well, it was 2017. Mm-hmm. I didn't start comedy until 2018. So, 2017, I go up, I read all these jokes for five minutes, I bomb my ass off. What? Yeah, I know, right? First time? <laughs> <laughs> bomb my ass off, I go to the bar, I start drinking Jaeger shots. And the thing about me is, you ever see me drinking Jaeger, I'm not doing good. <laughs> <laughs> at all, whatsoever. So, I get drunk, I get messed up, and I didn't do comedy for a whole year. Then I... Finally got the nerve to go up again, and I signed up, and I was second. I don't know. I was third on the list.
1: Is it RUDS? At RUDS.
2: Once again, because I had to redeem myself. And I, at that time, I was like, look, if I get So clearly
1: ride- Dusty didn't see you the first time. No, she did not <laughs> she remember me. She did last- not remember yeah. me.
2: And I think there was another comic that had the same name at the time, Joe Escobel, that had been doing comedy for a while. Uh,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't I dead name that.
2: yourself. I didn't know that.
1: We're not deleting it I'm, not now, right? We're I'm not talking about me. I'm not going back <laughs> and deleting your name anymore.
2: I'm, I'm talking about this. Oh,
1: I hope the city of Houston hears this podcast.
2: This guy. Uh, that's, not, that's not my actual name.
1: Yeah, oh, sure. Here we go. Yeah, it's too late now.
2: You just said your own name. Okay, but there was a comic named Joe Escoville, right? <laughs> yeah. And
1: We're not going to go into why that was confusing, but go well, on.
2: I'm pretty sure she thought that was me or whatever. Okay, but yeah, yeah. I get third on the list, and I told myself if I get just one laugh, I'm going to start doing this. Mm-hmm. So I grow up. I tell this hacky like uh, joke about the air, being in an airport because I had a beard, and uh-huh. my friend called me Jihad Joe because I'm brown too. So that uh-huh. I bombed, right? <laughs> I, thought that <laughs> I thought that was the joke that got immediate, a laugh. About, like- immediate bomb. Okay. okay and then I yeah, tell yeah. this other joke about how I used to work at Home Depot, and I was a cashier, and I was working outside in the garden section one day, and this dude just brings up like uh, gloves, a shovel, bleach, all these cleaning products. And I'm just a naive kid. I'm like, wow, he really has to clean some stuff. That's, that's, that's crazy.
1: Preparing for murder.
2: <laughs> or a nice clean house. You don't know. So What's the shovel for? I mean, he's probably got a lot of stuff that he needs to get out <laughs> You're an
1: accessory to murder, Joe. That's what
2: I thought immediately. So I start ringing him out, and I'm just like, okay, this is kind of weird. Boop, boop, boop. Then mm-hmm. I, it gets to the point where he has to pay. And instead of just like putting his card on the machine, he pulls out a cloth and he puts it over his hand and he grabs the card, slides it, right? Then oh, he heck no. Then he puts it over his finger and he starts putting his pin. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh, shit, he killed somebody. Yeah. He killed somebody. Then yeah. I, I see him walking out and I'm watching him and I just want to see if he goes inside of a white Ford Bronco. <laughs> but, but he got inside of a Honda Civic? So I was like, okay, he's cool. Uh-huh. And I got to laugh at that part, the white Ford Bronco part, and uh-huh. whoever that comic is who laughed at, because it was on the left side where all the comics was. Uh huh. Yeah. He is to blame for all
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> he is to probably blame. fucking Dan. Yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> <That> was
2: probably <laughs> yeah. Did <laughs> uh, he go? Haha! <laughs> <laughs> Dan Hornberg.
1: Dan Hornberg. Oh man. So that's whoever that we should track down. That should be like a like a. Uh, test to see if we can track down who it was that was at that, that show. five
2: years ago, so I don't know.
1: Did you get any more laughs during that set? That was the only laugh I got.
2: <laughs> like I said, if I got one laugh, I then that murder
1: going. was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> God, that poor, I'm assuming it was a woman and it got murdered <laughs> just so you could get a laugh and start doing
2: comedy. <laughs> Man, isn't that I think I like? probably did kill somebody. He probably did, yeah. I was looking at the news afterwards, and I couldn't find anything. So I was just like, okay, maybe he didn't get caught. You know? Probably just got away with it. He Probably got away yeah, with it. Yeah, you could
1: know? have been the one thing that stopped that murder. Anyway, moving on. Look,
2: If you're going to murder somebody, just have me help you, and you'll get away with it. Yeah,
1: fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a man who's had a million jobs. I've had a ton of different jobs. You have already mentioned uh, Home Depot. I know for yeah. a fact you worked... I uh, was I
2: was the type of Hispanic that worked inside, not outside the Home Depot. Too lazy, gotcha. Yes. Um, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> so, like, uh, what's
2: your favorite job you've had so far? I mean, as of right now, the job that I'm working for the city. Mm-hmm. That's that's my favorite. City of job. Compton. City of Compton. Yes.
1: Yes. We don't want anything to get tracked back to
2: you. Oh, uh, okay. Let me redo this. Uh, Three,
1: two, one.
2: Yeah. Uh, my current job right now. I love it. It's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've podcasted before. I know. I know
0: cuts and edits.
2: Yeah. You put a lot more
0: effort into it. One of those. Yeah. To be fair, one of those tryhards <laughs> over here. No, no, no.
2: To be fair, the reason why I, I do a. Uh, uh, free flowing is because I'm lazy as hell, and I don't want to edit. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to edit at all. So I just like editing takes so much time. Oh yeah, my god, it's, it's so, or so right tiresome. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Who does the editing? I do. Mark does everything. You do everything. (laughs) Pretty much. So you just pretty much just sit here and talk.
0: I find people to be on the show. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay, okay, okay. What
1: are you thinking, Mark's idea to bring
0: you on? (laughs) (laughs) He didn't even know who Joe Navarro was. (laughs) If if I was choosing, I'd just pick Dan Hornstein again. Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure Dan would love that, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: One of the Hall of Fame guests of the pod, Uh, Dan Hornstein.
2: I mean, like, out of the guests that you've had, who's been the most interesting?
1: Most interesting?
0: That's a good question. That's really hard. Because yeah. what defines interesting? Because it could have been... what your what your criteria is.
1: It, 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 I think Jesse Saldana had a really interesting Je- episode. But
0: see, then it, interesting could be like, hits you different every time because sometimes it's someone who's like really you get into a way deeper conversation that was interesting. But then another interesting comic was like the last time uh, Chuck Justice was on and he was just firing, firing, oh, firing, yeah. quick fire jokes. Like both are equally interesting just in completely different ways. I'd say those have been two of my favorites or even Trey Tutson and Victor Tran were great.
1: Yeah, they were uh, awesome. But for different yeah. reasons.
0: And they have yeah. four different comics, four completely different experiences. Well,
1: Notice wait. that Mark did not say Dan Hornstein. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Dan. <laughs> oh, I mean, you don't, don't even think you're not going to hear this. <laughs>
2: this, is, this is patiently listening right now. Okay? <laughs> Next on the list, Mark.
1: You're going to get a strongly worded email from Dan
0: Hornstein. No, I'll get a call and be like, hey, Mark, you know the other podcast we have? Yeah, I'm replacing you with Chad at Alexander.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I be like, hey, that last episode was great. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We had Chad on. I think you might
0: have had Chad on before. Before my day, yeah. yeah. Uh, How'd that go? It was fun. Chad is. As a pure conversationalist, I think Chad is one of the funniest people I've ever met on the planet. Chad Alexander, yeah, oh, just having a conversation, just one, two, three, four people. I mean, it, anything is anything is fair game, and he's just quick fire, bam, bam, bam. It's so much fun. See, I shine in the well because of
2: podcasts. This is where I shine. We'll be the judge four of this. Four people, kind? four people at the most I can do because like we're at the club and stuff like that, and there's a huge circle. I just shut down. Mm-hmm. I can't really get a word in edgewise, because. I'm trying to figure out everybody all at the same time and mm-hmm. trying to see like what they're going to say, or I'm thinking of something and I just, I just can't for some reason. But when it's like when us right here, just three, two, two guys well three guys, uh, us all together, it's easy for me to talk to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super. Easy. The
0: more people you get, the harder it is for everyone to get a voice in. It's really, sure. and then typically the most chatty people, the ones who have the least social cues on when to shut the fuck up are the ones who talk the most. <laughs> yeah. It's sure. a
2: weird thing. It's always a weird thing. Like, uh, I love comedy the most, but like the one thing that kind of is interesting to me is the people, the personalities that you see. Because sometimes when you see somebody on stage and they're boastful and they're loud and they're like sporadic. And then when they get off stage, you're just quiet and calm. Yeah. It's just like, whoa, what, what's going on here? Is this really who you are? Or yeah, are you so like
1: Trey, for example, on stage, he's huge personality. I mean, you're having him on a podcast. He's pretty chill.
2: Yeah, he's very relaxed. Uh, yeah. But, like, he's not performing.
1: Yeah, That's exactly. the thing.
2: He's just talking to you.
1: Did you say you phoned it in on the podcast? Is no, no, what no. no saying? I'm saying on stage. <laughs> Trey, Joe Navarro coming at you. Fucking throwing shade.
2: Well, because I'm the same way. Because uh, the way I see myself on stage is just me times a thousand. Mm-hmm. I, like, I turn it all the way up. Because I can't do that. Can't do I it. I have to. I have to do it. Because I'm... I think I'm a boring person just every day.
1: See, Joe, I think I'm a boring person, but I just don't care. So I go on stage. <laughs> oh, I've seen you. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I am my boring self. And I had to have that much sharper jokes to make over, make but, up for uh, okay. my boringness.
2: So you figured it out, though. Be- you, because you know your flaws, you pinpointed like, oh, my jokes have to be way better then how i perform them
1: mm-hmm.
2: and yeah. that's how like uh stephen wright same way his yeah, jokes yeah, yeah. are amazing but he's so monotone mm-hmm. and slow but when you listen and you're like oh that's funny mm-hmm. like everybody's different everybody has their own thing that's why they say comedy is subjective because mm-hmm. like you don't know what's out there and when you see it you're able to understand oh i like what they're doing you know for sure and that's what I love the most. is because like, I, didn't, I didn't know I was going to be doing comedy when I first started. I thought I was going to go on stage and tell jokes. That's it. But something else happened. Not Outside of like the business and the shows and all this, I got better at talking to people and being myself more, getting out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. uh, being able to say what I really think and how I really feel. Because before, I couldn't really talk to anybody. I don't know if you remember when we first met. I was very quiet and, mm-hmm. to myself, introverted.
1: Buzzed head. Yeah. Looked like he wanted to kill somebody. I thought he looked like a school shooter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice guy though. That's,
2: that's what I grew up though. I grew up with the with the shaved head and taper fade and stuff like that in the southwest, and that's that's just who I was. But now I'm a different person.
1: Yeah, you've got. there's been many phases of Joe, much like Justin Bieber, they're marked by haircuts. <laughs> there was the buzzed head Joe. Uh-huh. There was the flowing mane, like Looking like uh, Serpico, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> and then now we have the the somewhere in the middle, Joe. Yeah,
2: somewhere in the middle. I like the middle though. Hey, follow like your heart. Middle. And then uh, I've been wearing my contacts again, mm-hmm. which is weird because oh, I, have I seen you with your contacts? Then m- maybe not. It's been a minute. Hey, yeah. hey, know, um, hey. plug for his podcast. <laughs> 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 plug for his podcast. But like uh, the one thing that's tripping me out recently about wearing contacts is like I can't hide behind my glasses anymore.
1: What do you mean? You know, I can see your eyes, right? You can see my eyes, but like, this <laughs> you know, you're not wearing aviator sunglasses. I know, <laughs> but it
2: feels like this is blocking me from everybody, from the world. And then when I take them off, I'm like, oh, they can actually see me now. You know? And what are you, some kind of you, Clark Kent? You think that you're. That's, somebody said that the other day. It was like, once I take them off, I'm like Superman now. So you've used this anecdote on other podcasts, you jerk? No. This isn't original? <laughs> no, so I was not on a podcast. I was just talking to somebody at the club. Yeah, what's the difference? <laughs> we were doing cocaine at night. Nah. Oh, <laughs> that's why I changed his name I'm to Joe Navarro. <laughs> nah, but that's just, it's it's a weird feeling now. It's like I feel like I have to be more myself when I wear the contacts, and I I feel like I'm presenting a different version of me. Mm-hmm. And like it's it's cool or whatever, but I, I also know that what we're doing is performing. What we're doing is not real all mm-hmm. the way through. Yeah, we're showing us a, a little part of ourselves that we see every day that we feel, but it's not really us. Cuz if we actually went on stage and talked how we really talked every day, it would be boring as hell.
0: Yeah. You're taking like, you know, a marginal percent, like 2% of you yes. and then expanding yes. it to 100% for 10 minutes God, or 5 yes. minutes or whatever.
1: Damn it, Mark. <laughs> you realize like, so, what you've so, done? So for Adam <laughs>
0: Adam's taking like a fifth of a percent yeah. and taking it up to a sixth of a percent and calling it an act. So
1: basically. you may not know this about, you may have not even realized what you just said. <laughs> so <laughs> Joe for many years, uh, had a bit. It was about, uh, he's part of the 2%. Oh. Uh,
2: here's the bit. Uh, don't do I'm, the bit. <laughs> I don't do it anymore. Everyone
1: who's listening to this has heard it. I don't do it anymore. So. I still use old ass bits. So I can't judge for using old bits. I'm, I
2: don't do it anymore. I throw it away. So I'll just tell it right now. I don't like to get. Has it cold. spoiled? Yes, it has. Much <laughs> like
1: 2%. It took longer than normal to spoil.
2: Oh, yeah. oh no. It goes quick. Just leave the bottle open. It's done. <laughs> but it's like, uh, I don't. Who drinks
1: milk out of the bottle these days? What are we in England? I do. What? I'm broke. I don't have cups.
2: Uh, who doesn't buy them in cartons? Oh, they have them in bags in Canada. You know that, right? Yeah.
1: That's disgusting. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. A bag of any liquid is gross. <laughs> I stand by that. <laughs> I don't want any liquid. You can get
0: liquid bags it. of horchata and jamaica here in Houston. You can too, yeah.
1: I'd, I'd prefer not to. Give me a cup. Uh, you got to try it.
2: The,
0: Why the, in
1: a
2: bag? The horchata in a bag? Is, it it's hits. great. It it it's
1: good. Oh, you know, rice milk's good. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you should have worked something about that into the 2% joke.
2: I might have to bring it back now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God damn it. It's that one laugh all over again. This is worth it for that one laugh.
1: (laughs) Anyone listening, Joe started coming before me, and I was not the person in the crowd laughing.
2: Oh, my God. It was, okay, so that joke, it was... Many people came up to me asking, "Hey, that joke doesn't make sense. Why does it? Why does it get a laugh?" Mm-hmm. And when I explained it to them, they were like, oh, "Okay, I get it, but still, it's still kind of weird." Because, mm-hmm. like, uh, I'll tell you the joke. It's like I don't like to get political, but I am lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. It's not because I can't drink milk. I just like to tell people that I'm part of the two percent. Yeah, Th- that's Mark loves to that's, laugh. Well, that's Mark loves
1: to laugh, that's and that a is reaction. a genuine reaction. That's a genuine. <laughs> He's reaction. laughed harder at me saying. Dan Hornstein bomb or whatever yeah. I said earlier. <laughs> but uh yeah.
0: But yeah,
2: the, it's just like I'm it's just a
0: weird it. it's a weird joke. It it sound it, I know what you mean. It was
2: uh, the comics loved it
0: more than the audience. It was it was a weird thing
2: because after I started telling that joke everybody was like hey 2%. Hey look it's Joe 2% over here. I was like well it's
1: what? something that just sticks in your mind. Yeah. Uh like I have jokes that I would say comics don't like like uh... everything, yeah, most of my jokes,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but for some reason, they're memorable. It's just, yeah. it's, it sticks in your head. The Harry there's, Potter there's stuff, Harry or, Potter, yes, or yeah, Mythbusters, yeah. Or, or just certain dog slobber. Like, so I have these jokes that just stick in your head and it just kind of pops out. Like. The,
0: the Harry Potter one always sticks with me. Mm-hmm. because the diehard Harry Potter fans get so offended when he says Yeah. That. And I love themselves. it. I love seeing it. Yeah. First time I saw him do that was at the improv, and there was <laughs> an audible gasp of people all around me, <laughs> and I could feel their like, hearts breaking yeah. and their brains exploding and them instantly getting on Twitter and tweeting about it.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. The whole reason I've used it uh, for as long as I have is it's just quick. Gets a quick pop like in five seconds, and you got them started laughing. If I could, and I'm sure I can, if I sat down and focused on it, came up with a better way to do that. I could replace, I could get rid of that joke. I stopped doing the whole stuff about him being in Equus and seeing his dick and all that stuff. Yeah, it just wasn't worth it. Was the it was best to just start that, get a big pop, then move on completely.
2: So just one singular joke then.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. a one. It's like a one line uh, thing now.
2: Yeah, I like one-liners better, too. Like, uh, one of the biggest things that I've been doing recently is taking one-liners and putting them into multiple one-liners on one topic and making it into a whole bit, just mm-hmm. weaving it all together. Like, I have a bit about being Mexican-American, which is like six, six jokes all together, but uh, it's also a weird thing when you have to figure out what joke goes one after one another. Because sometimes when I've done the, the set in a different order, it doesn't work as well as the other way, you know?
1: That's the biggest part in my experience of comedy is finding out the best way to tell a joke. It's like just little words here and there will completely change the reaction. And the level of confidence you say it in, the level of passion you say it with, can make all the difference in the world. And sometimes you get shitty audiences that just aren't going to laugh at anything, but that's pretty rare.
2: I mean, the, the biggest thing for me is like, I never blame the audience mm-hmm. and I never want to blame the audience. Sometimes I'm going to say this right now. Sometimes there are shitty. audiences, Right. Yeah. Sometimes there are. But for the most part, I'll just have to accept that and be like, oh, okay. I didn't do my job well enough at that moment.
1: Yeah. The only time I'll ever, and I, like I, said, I wouldn't blame the audience, but it's just an undeniable fact as if I see a string of comics that are good comics, all get nothing. I'm like, all right, they're just not here to laugh. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've seen so, that. So It's like, rare, but it happens from time to time. Darwin's is that spot for me. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, that's because at Darwin's, they're not there to go see comedy. They're there to drink. And mm-hmm. we're doing comedy at them. Yeah. They're like They're like, they don't, they actively don't want to see comedy. So it's annoying to them. Think so about it. That's
2: why, like, crowd working works better there mm-hmm. than the actual jokes. I mean, one way you could do is, like, start with the crowd work, get them on your side, and then yeah. throw out a joke and see if that works. And if it does keep it going because like you already know what you're going to say but it kind of like I like that aspect though cuz like it makes you think on your feet mm-hmm. cuz lately I've been thinking of comedy like a boxing match like I'll mm-hmm. throw out one joke boom not happening two jokes boom 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 jab jab punch uppercut and then at the end once I get them to start laughing I'm like okay I got them on the ropes you know mm-hmm. is that whole thing it's a, it's a fight for me sometimes cuz I'm I've gotten really good at digging out lately
1: ah the old Edie special they call it
2: I don't know if it's CD special, <laughs> the Dig but Out like, King. It, it was it's uh Fight or Fly. He response. hates the fact that I say that. But <laughs> <The laughs> Dig Out King is <laughs> absolutely
1: it's not an insult, it's just absolutely true.
2: I mean, but like it's it's, it's had
1: 10 American and the Fucks shows. Uh huh. Zero Adam Radliffe on any of them. But oh well, no yeah. worries. Have you done that
2: show yet? I haven't been on it, no, but I heard it's good.
1: Mark Mark's been on it. We haven't been. <laughs> He's been on it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: They're fun shows. I've been to a couple of them. Yeah, like they've been doing really good. Like uh, Gendrin and uh, Drew, they've been mm-hmm. doing really good. Uh, but the reason why I've gotten so good at the digouts is because I bomb so much. <laughs> that is like, yeah, that's, I'm gonna be completely honest. Is because I've gotten so used to like being in a bad situation mm-hmm. that I just have to figure out my way out. You know, right? And it, it's a tough thing.
1: I wouldn't say I, I definitely don't dig out very off, often. I I'll try to like bail out more than i'm digging out like i'm like all right that didn't work like i want to have like something clever to say it's like okay well that sucked and just move on
2: well sometimes you could do the
1: opposite and just
2: hit them even harder yeah because you're already down there what's what's gonna wh- how is it gonna get worse you know
1: that's like somebody like an alcoholic saying like, well wow, i already got 3d uis might as well
2: drive drunk <laughs> hey, hey, we <laughs> no in- not exactly we live in wisconsin come on we'll be good <laughs> yeah <laughs> you are talking about Antonio Aguilar. <laughs> uh, in Wisconsin, uh, I don't think they'll—they have the three strikes you're out rule. They'll just keep giving you DWIs, and that's it. Well, well, well. That's good to know. That's a good joke. That's a smart yeah. joke. Okay, I'm—I'm I'm very well read. Gotcha. What have you read? No, nothing.
0: But I'm well read. Milk cartons.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Reads a bunch of milk carton.
1: Read right
0: crime stats in Wisconsin apparently. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out where I can drink and drive, okay? Yeah, that's fair. Hey, Google, where can I drink and drive without getting into too much trouble? You oh, Wisconsin, put- I'm moving. You just got
1: on a watch list for sure. No
0: wonder Aaron Rodgers just signed a huge contract to stay there. Yeah, exactly. He's been hey, drinking man.
1: something. Oh, yeah. Fucking crazy juice. That dude's fucking out of his mind.
0: Oh, he is so self-involved, so self-centered. He is one of the biggest assholes in football.
1: Typical California, no offense. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I a, want to be the highest played player ever. It's, no, it's not about winning, it's about your ego and the money. I mean, well, I wouldn't mind fair. the money. Yeah. No, you wouldn't mind the money either, but he's it. he he'll bitch and complain that the Packers won't support him to win another Super Bowl, but
1: he also wants all the he also money, also wants all, the all the salary, money. salary like, cap. When
0: there's a salary cap, you're taking up a huge chunk of that. Man, you ain't winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, but he yep. doesn't have a wife like Brady. That doesn't, yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter. Making he's, all this
2: money, where he could just be like, okay, cool. If you want to- Joe, he's worth hundreds, hundreds of millions. millions of dollars. Just how much is it How
0: many freaking state farm commercials is he on? <laughs> he, he probably that's makes true. more money. I don't in, know. Let me discount and
1: double check that real quick. Hey, hey. hey. but that's a awful. Good point.
2: <laughs> that's a, that's a very good point. He Who's your have team again? What
0: was you a 49ers fan or yeah 49ers fan? They're trying to they're trying to lose this year. I think, but I don't want to get into that.
1: Yeah, fuck sports. <laughs> It's too depressing. Uh, so how did you come across the name, Navarro? Uh,
2: my initials are J-N-E, and I just thought, oh, what's a good name that starts with N? There was another one that started with an, uh, ended with an E-R, but I couldn't say that on stage. So.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you had to change your name again after that one. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah. <laughs> we literally gave you one effing rule.
2: <laughs> what are the odds
0: i <laughs> can't help himself shortest episode ever oh, yeah
2: man. no but like the reason why i changed it, like i just found move it. over
0: drew hallway yeah <laughs> we,
2: <got>, oh, <laughs> we got a new shortest
1: episode in town
2: he was I actually just had him on my podcast it was two episodes it was, it was your
1: longest episode uh, so okay
2: this is what happened so i I ha- I like to get high sometimes before the podcast, and, right? And like just chill out. But I didn't. I didn't this time. I told my I told Drew I was like, "Hey, I'm not gonna smoke right now. We're just gonna have a podcast and do this uh-huh. for two hours, right? Uh-huh. So we record, and all we did was just bullshit the whole time, just tell jokes, one liners, this, this, and that, because that's how we get.
1: I'm telling you, you should probably listen to that. Drew is super sharp, super good, very intelligent. Mm-hmm. I, love I don't know. He dude.
2: he brought he brought.
1: No thunder on our podcast.
2: Uh, he he, opposite, opposite we couldn't thunder. stop laughing on mine.
1: I'll give this a listen. So uh, we,
2: I list, uh, Afterwards, we st- I start smoking with him, and then we start talking about some actual comedy things, you know, mm-hmm. and what's happening, what he thinks about it. And I was like, how much time you got? He was like, I got like two hours. Why? He's like, let's get pick and set and record. And then the second episode is when we really talk about the real things that I wanted to talk about. Okay. So it was, hmm. it was
1: good. That's how you hook them for the second episode.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well But the done. first
2: one is great. It's just jokes and bullshit, and it's amazing.
1: Really, you're, you're building it up to where if I go to I can listen to it. Yeah. And it's listen anything to the other one. than excellent. Yeah. Listen to the we first one, and
2: then you, we'll have some Listen
1: callbacks. to the first one, and then go ahead and listen to the second yeah. one, and then you can go <laughs> fuck yourself because you already listened to them. <laughs> I'm on have, to you, Joe. Uh, I
2: do have some callbacks in the second one from the first one, so you would have to listen to it to know it.
1: Good to know. Yeah, good to know. So the only thought you put into your last name is that your middle initials in Yeah. And uh, Navarro, did you are you familiar with uh, Dave Navarro?
2: I know of him. Yes, uh, Jane's Addiction. Yep. Guitarist. Yeah. yeah. Red Hot uh, Chili Peppers. I, I, honestly, Chili Peppers too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that album. But uh, honestly, I had no thought of him when I came up with the name.
1: I guarantee you, what this is what it was. He's like, man, I haven't been on it in Ruds in a while.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I saw this guy Joe Navarro. So
2: <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs>
1: yeah, Dusty, got you again. <laughs> so, who's your most interesting guest you've had so far?
2: Uh, most interesting, uh, probably my recent one, Birdie. Mm. Birdie. Yeah, I haven't put it out yet. I just recorded it last week. Uh, but that's that was an interesting episode because he's not a comic. Mm-hmm. He just is in the realm of comedy,
1: so, comedy adjacent, you comedy adjacent,
2: basically. But uh, we talk about him. We talk about him being a gay black man in the whoa, 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 US whoa, whoa. And,
1: Birdie's oh, black.
2: You, oh, you didn't know. <laughs> But that, that was just as an interesting thing in his stories that he told me and his life, I was just like so enamored, because we've been friends uh, just about the same time we started working together at secret. Mm-hmm. So we've, we always joke around bullshit and we talk about real things, because we're actual friends. And to be able to put that in a podcast was very special for me, because that's also going to be my first video podcast too.: Ah. So it just felt like a good. So, what's
1: the production of this video?
2: It's just a freaking iPhone, my iPhone camera. Was it on him the whole time? It was on both of us. It was just a wide shot. Hmm. But I like the way he's, because we recorded at his place, and he set up the room, because he has, like, an eye for, like, like TV or production. Mm -hmm. So, like, the way he set it up looks really nice. Interesting. Yeah.
1: So... What's well, going to happen whenever you record your next podcast and it's not in that same setting?
2: I don't fucking know. It don't matter. <laughs> I, just, like, I, I recorded one of Well, uh,
1: Joe, you didn't pick me, so you can go fuck yourself. Well, uh, this is
2: the idea. So in the background of my room, um, my house, uh, during the podcast, there's going to be paintings. I have George, two of George Brito's mm-hmm. paintings, yep. which I bought from him, and then uh, I'm going to have some more. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get different artists in Houston like uh, painters and stuff like that uh, to draw something for me and I'll have it in the background. You still my fucking idea? <laughs>
1: what do you mean? <laughs> That's Enrique. We got another Enrique in here. I tried to get, uh, what was uh, Holstein's, Amanda Holstein's boyfriend for the longest time. I can't uh-huh. remember. Jerome. Jerome, yeah. I tried yeah. to get him to do something. He, great minds think alike.
2: I mean, like, I the reason why I thought of that is because like, Sure, I'm showcasing myself And my friends and whoever I have on But I want other people to see what's going on Around the world too Or around the Houston scene mm-hmm. And that was just one idea that I had Interesting, interesting
1: Well Joe We've talked about comedy a little bit mm-hmm. I think we need to get to what we really brought you on here for What are your thoughts on The uh, crisis in Ukraine
2: Okay, so you want to hear something really weird uh, <laughs> Go ahead. I I was looking up the other day. What is the
1: Ukraine?
2: I I looked up (laughs) most racist countries in the world, and number one was Qatar, right? Number 10 was the US. Number nine- What? Yeah. Number nine, Ukraine. Oh, okay. But top 10. Yeah. I was like, so it's in the best interest of the U S for Ukraine to win because if they, they lose, we're going to be number nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's it. See, now take that to the stage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's a shame. That's the So I feel like in that, like in like the, the alt-right kind of fake news thing is that the, it might've
0: been some bullshit or Nazis
1: remember? or some bullshit. What? That's the what Ukraine?
0: No, that's what Putin's been saying. Yeah. The reason so. Oh, we're going to invade because of all the Nazis there. No, that's just a bullshit excuse. That's all Russia does. Russia is run it's organized a country run by organized crime. Yeah. That's all it is. So they just say whatever. They don't follow up on anything. They don't honor any agreements they made with any other country. They just do whatever they want. And if nobody stands up to them, which nobody in the world is willing to because everybody's a fucking pussy, Putin just does whatever he wants. It sounds away, like a bad huh? booker. <laughs> they run all over everybody. <laughs> <laughs> nobody stands up to
1: those. do whatever you want. Yeah, so Russia is Doug Dalton is what we're saying. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this actually fits. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> oh, fucking Doug Dalton. I think, I think it's crazy, though.
2: Like, I've been uh, reading about it. I've been looking at the pictures and stuff like that. And it's He's
1: really bad. throwing in there multiple times that he reads. Yeah. It's, it's a bad thing. Almost situation. too much.
2: Almost too much. Yeah. Almost suspicious but amounts. I'm doing it for school, so. Oh, you're back in school? I'm back in school, yeah. But uh, one of the biggest things is like they occupied Chernobyl. Yep. Yeah, which is really smart on their behalf.
1: Well, yeah, if they want to fucking release all the Yeah, but nobody's going to
2: bomb Chernobyl.
1: Yeah, but what are they going to do with it?
2: They're just going to occupy it.
0: For what foot four? Just to say we got it. But why would you want that? Exactly. Thing. It has no strategic value. It's other not like than negative value. It only has really negative value. Because like yeah. if anything bad happens now, it's Russia's fault that bad stuff happened at Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. If it would have been better for them, at least in my opinion, if they didn't take it over, because... If something does happen now, everyone's, even if it's not their fault, if, if something happens and it's not their fault and radiation gets out of Chernobyl, then everyone's just going to, another thing they can blame the Russians for. Exactly. Which is, it's a crazy thing. And also the fact that they were shelling an active nuclear facility is col- was colossi- colossally still. Yeah, but stupid. also
2: we don't know what's still there. We don't know what they have inside.
1: What are you talking about? Well, you think it's Area 51 over here?
2: Maybe, I don't know. <laughs>
1: You are, what news are you reading? InfoWars. Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Turn the frogs gay. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm
2: Have just, you heard about Bohemia yeah. Grove?
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> the <laughs> so one thing he got right. Yeah, well the one thing. I mean, I just like weird theories. Just, weird theories are interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's you just, why. I, you got to be careful to, with, if you actually start believing in it. Cause and the thing, the, the thing is, is you have to know the difference. Because there is, there has been conspiracy theories that have been proven true, like MKUltra, and their CIA stuff that, yeah. they were like uh, they, well, they they fried Ted yeah. Kaczynski's mind, the Unabomber. Yeah, they tested acid on him and fucked up his brain. And I mean, part of that's on them. Were you we talking about Kaczynski or Joe Navarro over here? I don't know. I think maybe they're one and the same.
2: Uh, speaking of acid, uh, the CIA did this like uh, experiment on dolphins. They're trying to see if they could talk, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh,
1: quick answer: No, they can't.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yes. More of the story: They can't. But what they ended up doing was they got this lady and they started uh, having it interact with the dolphin, right? And then they started having it like having her masturbate it. And trying to see if that worked. Or How whatever. did you
1: slip acid into the story? I know the story it has nothing to do with acid. Then
2: afterwards, they started giving them acid together. Trying to see if that could work. Yeah. But it was just some crazy like look experiment. this
1: this dolphin if it does talk like look he's gonna talk about me jerking it off for like <laughs> like look that was just a weird acid trip the I, nothing, I don't know what he's talking about <laughs>
2: that's
1: actually smart that <laughs> researcher what if
2: it just didn't any say anything because the lady just kept doing that I think that that's hilarious
1: it's like look if I say anything she might stop yeah yeah interesting theory that's yeah. your theory
2: no that's just something that I read
1: once again. <laughs> All right, I'm calling it here.
0: Joe does not read. Joe can't read. He's not going to school. This is the third or fourth time he brought it up in 41 minutes. Yeah. If anything, I can't read, guys. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad R-E-D, for you. R E
1: D, read. Yeah. No, R E E D. He thought Reed Marshall Becker was actually just uh, some, uh, reading. Oh,
0: man. So, how did you guys meet? Uh, I saw Adam on a show and afterwards I was like, Hey, I got this podcast. I just started, you want to come on it? And, so know. did you,
2: you started doing it with another guy, right? Yeah. Okay. So what were you guys talking about before? Everything.
1: Yeah, we need to bring one of those episodes back. Now would be a perfect time with all what's going on in Russia and Chernobyl, or oh, yeah. oh, not Chernobyl? You got me fucked up. Russia <laughs> and uh, Ukraine. <laughs> Maybe talk about the history of that.
0: Yeah.
2: Do you guys have like backlogs?
0: Oh yeah, it's all on it's all on Spotify and Apple uh, Apple Podcasts and everything. What was the last historical one you think we did? I don't. I'd have to go back and look. I don't remember.
1: Those are fun. Took a lot more research on your end though. But
0: it was still a lot of fun. It'd be worth it to do it. I'd be happy to do it again. Yeah. Just so, like,
2: podcasting for you, uh-huh. has, how has it changed you, or has it been, like, way better in your life, or what, what has
0: so it has, <clears throat> I So, I've always been kind of personally been, like, a half-introvert, half-extroverted kind of person. It just depends on the situation and the people that I'm around. Used to be, I used to lean being towards a little more introverted, but I'd still want to go out and do things. Podcasting has made me much more extroverted- because I'm getting to inter- meet somebody, meet new people all the time, talk about new things, learning new things, and it's it's opened up a lot of doors for me that have been really really fun and interesting. Made a lot of new friends. Start now. I do two podcasts, doing one with Dan and doing a a one about music because Dan and I both love music and we're just like huge music nerds. Yeah. You know, sometimes people are like, oh, do you have a lot of followers and that? I'm like, no, but I don't care because that's more of like. If it does get a ton of followers, that's great. But it's more about me and Dan really talking about things that we really, really enjoy. And Connected, we know we're kind yeah. of like niche people. But Dan and I have a lot of similar wavelengths on how we think about music or what we like about music. But it's also fun because there's music that I love that Dan hates. And there's music that Dan loves that I hate. And it's fun to come up and be like, dude, Dan, how do you like this? Or vice versa and just be like, look, we can't see what the other person likes. But at least it gave me a chance to think about something new or give something that I never would have listened to a chance.
2: So you're getting your connections with just a singular person or people in small doses, but right. it's a deeper connection. Right. I think that's awesome, though. I feel yeah. like for my podcast, it's the same thing. It's like these, it's people that I've talked to here and there, but sometimes I don't know them at all. Right. And just being able to sit down in a room and talk to them about their lives and what they actually think yeah. helps me learn about
0: them. Yeah, yeah, you you get to learn something new about people and then at the end of the day if you don't ever want to see them again, you don't have to go see them again. Yeah, you can just listen to the podcast. Would you say you <laughs> predict
1: that being the 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 case here today the end of the day? Probably not. No. Yeah. He's not Patrick Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Patrick had some good sports anecdotes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, nah. Sometimes Patrick is just too easy of a punchy I, bag. I love Patrick. He was actually
2: the first, one of the first guests. Brad Gray was the first one on my original podcast. Hi, Cabrones.
1: R.I.P. Brad. Yeah, love Brad. I
2: miss Brad. But Patrick was on there and, like, I.
1: He's not dead. He lives in Kansas, I remember or Patrick, Arkansas now.
2: I remember Patrick when he was fat. Yep. He yeah. was a way different person than he is now. Yep. The weight loss changed him.
0: For, for, was it the weight loss or the steroids? It's probably the cocaine, but still. (laughs) Some sort of chemical. Yeah, if there's a pie chart,
1: they're all getting... (laughs) Yeah, I think the cocaine's doing some of the heavy
2: lifting. 70% cocaine. (laughs) Like 50% cocaine, 50% creatine. That's how that works. Yeah. (laughs) no but like patrick patrick's always been a cool dude and i've always loved him because he was one of the first dudes that ever came up to me and talked to me and he's still like this he'll still come up to new comics and talk to them and i've done this too because of him because like you never know who you're gonna meet who's gonna stay because the biggest problem in comedy when you're starting out is like nobody wants to talk to you because nobody knows if you're gonna stay if you're doing this for real if like if this is actually a thing for you like nobody actually knows uh one of the biggest things like I don't know if this happened to you, but people didn't start talking to me until six months in.
1: I talked to people, like, relatively Mm -hmm. quickly in, but that's because, like... I'm trying to remember who it was. So I talked to Torian, like pretty much. From, everyone
0: else is tired of listening to Adam. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I talked to him. talked to Kalichi. I talked to a handful of people. But yeah, definitely, you're kind of on the outside for the first couple of months. Yeah. you don't feel comfortable being like in like a circle or on the porch. I still you just feel like you're kind of like invading their
2: space. Mm-hmm. Like even now, I still feel uncomfortable. There's there's certain points because like, uh, sure, I've been in it for long enough, and I I feel like I know some of these people, but. It's just at the end of the day, I feel like we're just all coworkers. Mm-hmm. It's like some, sometimes you just can't build that connection, and yeah. that's totally fine. That's you just have to know where your boundaries are with certain people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when I first started, I was just open with everybody, and I just talked to everybody about my personal life, and it came back to bite me in the ass. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, and I just I had to learn from those mistakes. Going like, oh, I can't say that to this person because then they're going to tell everybody else. Yeah.
0: Or they're going to use it against you. They're going to use it against There's you. There's a lot of similarities between comedy and music, especially in like social ways. Because when you first get into music, and you first get into playing games, whether you're an artist by yourself or in a band... There's certain bands that think they're better than you and they they suck ass or whatever it is. You know, there's the same a lot of the same hierarchy and dynamics. It's just in slightly different tweaked ways because I've been a musician for years and I've done that and done on little tours and stuff like that. And it's really interesting to like get in, dive into the comedy world and explore. I'm like, so much of this is like being a musician.
1: So, uh, especially the pussy. We both get (laughs) equal amounts of pussy.
0: No, no, I got you beat by. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Comics are not getting laid, I'll tell you that much.
2: So, Dave Chappelle said this quote is like comedians want to be musicians and musicians think they're funny. Yeah. And I think that's true, though.
0: I think there's a lot of truth to that. There's because there's being seen. It was hilarious. Phil and Solmo.
1: That guy's very funny. Phil, what's the, Anselmo Pantera?
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Very funny. Now the that looks like he wants to kill somebody every time he talks.
0: (laughs) No, it's true. Because there's there's also part of the thing of like when you're an artist, because comedy is an art form. It's just a different type of art form. There's a lot of people that get into some sort of art form. And for some reason, you have some sort of insecurity about it. And you see something else and it looks fun and exciting but you only see it from your perspective but you're like oh I think I would be good at it because I'm good at this but you probably wouldn't be Mm, but you part of that part of you I've achieved this level of success in this why couldn't I do that too why couldn't I go do that too and there's nothing wrong with branching out and trying things but you also have to know yourself and know what you're actually really really good at
2: So that's one of the things that I'm trying to figure out now. It's like I'm at a point now where I've done a lot of shows, I've done a lot of mics, I've gotten a lot of experience, but I wasn't happy with what I was doing. I think I was doing too much. Mm It's like it's that whole hustle culture thing. Yeah. You're just nonstop, you're just on, on auto. And you're just—I oh, gotta go do these mics. I gotta tell these jokes. I gotta go do this. I gotta go do that. And then at the end of the day, I just had to sit down and just be like, "Am I happy?"
0: Yeah, you're burning yourself out.
2: I burnt out. Yeah. like really I've burned—I've
0: burned myself on music a few times because you go so hard for a, an extended period of time, and you're just like, "I need to put down the guitar or whatever it is, or I need to put down the mic because this is literally now stressful and taxing, and I can't sleep at night because I'm putting way too much effort into this."
2: That's exactly what happened with me. So uh, I'm taking some time. Off a little bit, I'm still going on mics here and there and strike jokes, but mm-hmm. I'm doing my podcast. You know, uh, I'm putting on a monthly show, and I'll do like shows every once in a while when I get asked, but I'm not trying to put too much on myself anymore because I know if I start doing that again, then the art's gonna fail or start like going bad.
1: Yeah, another thing with comedy that I think is underappreciated, especially if you have like a full time job, is like you need da- days off to actually write because if you're if you're if you're working nine to five or whatever, and then you're going to Mike's, you know, five days a week, when are you ever going to sit down and write something new? Like exactly. you're going to keep telling the same jokes over and over and over again. If you don't have any now if you don't have a job or if you have a job, that's part time. You have days off, you know, throughout the week where you can you have plenty of time to write and, yeah. and you yeah. can go up and try new stuff every night. But I respect the hell out of comics who, write a bunch and work like a full-time job it's like i don't know how the hell you do it
2: one of the guys that i respect the most that moved to new york is josh stokes yep josh stokes would always be at the mics he would always have something new he was Mm -hmm. always writing he was always working and that work ethic i try to instill in myself because it doesn't matter if what what you have at that moment what matters is are you working on something what are you doing what's new what are you Mm -hmm. getting out there what's what's going on you know and like i don't want to keep putting that pressure on myself going like i have to do something new i have to do something new no i want to have fun now i want to have a good time yeah i'm going to keep putting out content and jokes and this and that but i want to make sure it's the thing that i love the most the thing that i'm most interested in
0: yeah Mm -hmm. a lot of times when you are into creative pursuits You have to take that energy and put it somewhere else in order to get better at what you're trying to do. Yeah, because you just put so much of the same thing, and you need to step back so you can look at it from a different perspective later.
2: Yeah, because like uh, aside from comedy, my personal life has gotten so much better. Like I used to be homeless. I used to not be able to talk to people. uh, I I used to not be able to hold down a job. Mm -hmm. But because of comedy, I learned all these skills, and it helped me personally. So uh, yeah I gained something from it not like success or fame yeah. but I gained something.
0: When, I wonder how Gaining many comics can say that equate to monetary you know increase or yeah. financial or career success. A lot of the times if you make yourself a better person as an individual You can make $25,000 a year, but you still become a better person. And that helps you further down the road as like a spouse or a father. Cause you're like, Oh, I got more confidence because I went and did this and I grew in confidence in this, where if you just stayed doing what you were doing, you would have lacked that confidence 10 years down the road or however it is you're going to look at it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I wish I would have started comedy when I was younger, but because of all my life experiences and things that have happened and things that I've come to understand, I'm happy. I did it at 25.
0: that's I used to always regret not doing things younger. And at least for me personally, I was like, why am I beating myself up for not doing things that I didn't understand? Like all I'm doing is taking away from myself now. If I'm regretting things that I can't change, like just, okay, I'm glad I learned this. What's the next thing? I'm glad I learned that. What's the next thing after that? Stop looking backwards. Start looking forwards. Or at least pay attention to what's in front of me right now and what can I do to fix the, the crazy, the, the mistakes I'm making now or the things I want to improve on now.
2: Because the crazy thing is everybody's always just like focused on what they're doing. Right. And they don't really just sit down and see what's actually happening in front of them. Right. They'd always have these blinders. It's just like, oh, i got to do this. Oh, i got to do that. But once you take them off, you're like, oh.
0: This is pretty good. Yeah. You got sometimes it's you sometimes okay. you, sometimes you have to sit back and you, you have to sit back and get out of your like get out of your own head. Because like, for example, so uh, I'd never been to the Houston Rodeo. My girlfriend wanted to go, so we went last night and she's a huge Gwen Stefani fan, so we went to see Gwen Stefani. I loved Gwen Stefani no doubt when I was like 15 years old, but I don't know any of her new stuff except for like what plays in the radio at work. It's not an artist I would pick to go see, but it, I don't think she's a terrible artist, but it's not like one of my favorites. That's bananas. Exactly. <laughs> That's what she closed with. <laughs> so we go oh, my and God. she, yeah, I know. We, I think we all knew it was coming. <laughs> so we go. And she's having a great time. She's all dressed up. It's like I said, her and I make such a great couple because we're so happy and comfortable being ourselves. She's got dolled up. Her hair is perfect. She's got makeup. She looks stunning. I look like I just got out of the gym. I haven't shaved in two weeks. I'm wearing gym clothes. But we're happy with No it. cowboy we're, hat? No cowboy hat, because I'm anti-cowboy hat. Whoa, but, whoa, whoa. But whoa, we, we go in there, and I had like, uh, Gwen Stefani plays for an hour and a half, and I legitimately enjoyed the concert. I thought it was a great production. I thought, this woman is actually a very good singer. The band was very good. The musicians were all good. I was impressed that she didn't lip sync because I have this, I have this aversion to artists that lip sync, and I'm always like, is this person going to lip sync? Because if they do, it's really going to irritate me. Yeah. But I was like, I had a legitimately good, good time and all I did during the rodeo part of it was make jokes and she I had her cracking up the whole time because yeah. first thing she says was like what do you think? Well I was like well I forgot that I was coming here to basically watch Animal Cruelty for two hours but I guess I just gotta <laughs> <kinda laughs> sit through it if we're gonna watch Gwen Stefani. Yeah. And she's like what do you mean? And they start doing the calf stuff and I'm like yeah how would you feel if someone picked you up and slammed you down and tied your legs together after yanking your almost yanking your yanking your neck around? I'm like you'd be pretty pissed off too. Yeah.
1: Or if she said she'd be into it. You'd learn a lot about (laughs) what you got to do later that night. Buckle up, cowgirl. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. You learned a lot. I I got got out of my own. I got out of my own like, oh, okay. There's a certain group of musical artists, my quote favorite ones, that I would only go see if I'm like, well, I'm only going to go to the rodeo if this group artist is playing. But if you get out of that and go, you know, okay, it's not Phil Collins. I, I'm not going to go see Phil Collins if somebody else offers me $1,000. I'd rather kick Two myself thousand. in the nuts. Uh, $2,000. <laughs> if Dan goes with me, I might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I have someone to suffer with. But it's, it's like, I yeah. can go and have a good time. It's about being in the moment. Right. You got to be in the moment. You got to yeah. enjoy it. The, literally, okay. the worst part of the evening was just the fact that everything smelled like cow shit.
1: That could be a problem. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it wasn't that but bad. You did you get any Did you get
1: any uh, carnival food?
0: Uh, I got a soft pretzel and we got some like ice cream sundae. That was it. Uh,
1: no deep fried Oreo or I'm
0: since I got food poisoning I'm staying away from Fair deep enough. fried food for Actually, a while. Fair enough. It's not a bad idea. No because every time I smelled anything that was deep fried it just kind of gave me that little bit of and I was like no I'm I'm not going to take that chance. But I had a great okay. time cuz I got out of my own like You made preferences. a really good
2: point. But there's also the other side of being in the moment. Other side of right. accepting everything. Right.
0: You can be in a bad situation. Yeah, because so, you're just accepting bullshit.
2: I was hanging out with a friend one time, female friend. And we were drinking. We were having a good time. <laughs> it's she's a lady. Like, and then she's like, hey, do you want to go to the, my friend's house? And I had nothing to do. So I was just like, eh, let's go do it. Go to the friend's house. Then they start like putting out some cocaine on the table, right? And he got it in a yellow. It started looking yellow. The bag was yellow. The cocaine was yellow. And I was like, this is kind of like weird cocaine. I don't know if I want to do this. He put it on the plate. Then he put it in the microwave. And he microwaved it for like 30 seconds. And I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. What but that's the, that's the fuck? other side. It's like yeah. saying yes to everything is not always a good idea. Right.
0: You gotta have a balance somewhere. Exactly. You gotta know where you where you say no, and you gotta say, you know what? He it's, said no it's
1: be- after yeah. the second rail.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like,
2: but I was like I'm good.
0: It's good, you know, you gotta have your boundaries of like, no, I'm not gonna do that. Like, no, Dan, I'm not gonna go listen to crazy Swedish death rock there where they have play for two hours and it's one song. Yeah uh, like I'm, oh, I'm not gonna was it, what, was it Opeth? I don't remember. I hope that's pretty fucking when awesome. I'm, but they you got to know, you gotta, you gotta ass know ass. what your limits are.
2: You got yeah, you got to know sometimes. And then, but once you hit that limit, that, that you realize was like, okay, I can't do this ever again. This right. is it. This is the line. I can't yeah. cross this anymore. Yeah,
1: can't cross it. But I sure can snort it. Back to your <laughs> cocaine
2: use.
1: <laughs> I would never. I can never. I can't picture. I don't know if I've ever been around you when you've been on it. All my party but, days,
2: woo! I was crazy, Joe.
1: Yeah, I can't remember ever seeing you, like oh, uh, Joe's so on one.
2: I used to work at uh, Houston Community College, and I worked in the financial aid office, and I, I have this picture of me, and I look strung out. My eyes are red, my hair is all messed up, and it's like my my work ID. And this was at the time where I was just doing a whole bunch of pills. I was uh, doing a lot of Xanax. I was uh, addicted to Adderall. Is this before comedy? This was during comedy. This was before I got homeless. This mm. is why I was homeless.
1: Well, that tracks. Yeah, yeah that So I was tracks. doing a whole bunch
2: of pills, Xanax, Adderall, cocaine. Uh, I was smoking a lot of weed. I was drinking a lot. And I was staying with my sister. And it was one of those situations where I didn't have anything. And she asked me to pay her money to stay there. And I said yes. But because I lost my job and I wasn't making enough money as a door guy, Mm. and i was just wasting it all on drugs i told myself i was like i can't stay in this situation so i talked to a comic i was like hey can i stay do you have a place i could stay and it was the warehouse Oh, shit. <laughs> and the crazy. Staying the, at the warehouse. Woo, the then, hey, warehouse? Look, the warehouse. Okay. Uh, I'll say this right now. You're not a Houston comic until you've stayed at the warehouse.
1: <laughs> I will gladly I will not be a Houston comic for my life. <laughs> uh, yeah. If, if that's the qualification, I will gladly pass.
2: It was okay. At this point, uh, they had plumbing, but it was just cold water. And mm-hmm. there was no door to the bathroom. It was just wide open. There was, there was a shower. There was a sink. And I remember one day I woke up.
0: I no, got, no toilet? Would you shit in there the shower? There was okay. a toilet. There was a toilet.
2: There was a toilet. But uh, I remember one day I got up. I went to go take a piss, right? And I was staying with two other guys, one comic and one non-comic. And I'm taking a piss, and the comic comes up behind me to the bathroom, grabs his towel, and is just staring at my dick. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I'm pissing. I'm I'm midstream, just like what the Wh- fuck is going why on? Why was there a magnifying glass in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> and he like he he gets closer to my dick and he acts like he's gonna reach for something over the toilet. And then he gets up and he goes, hmm, and just walks off. And I was just like, what the fuck? It's an interesting flex. <laughs> <laughs> but the, like shit like that happened, uh, not having enough money to be able to eat.